on BlastTheRadio.com. Time to engage and have your views heard. Listen to our guest. If you live in Barhaven, the Capital Voice on Blast. The Capital Voice on BlastTheRadio.com. Time to engage and have your views heard. Listen to our guests on a wide range of topics. Strap yourself in for a great debate and commentary with you, the listener. Call 613-791-3989 or find The Capital Voice on Facebook. Good evening, Patriots. Guy Annabel here from The Capital Voice on a Monday evening, uh, September the 25th. And I'm just going to move over here, see if we can get uh, the rest of the room in. And I uh, wanted to welcome, uh, we wait to get some people in the room. I'm going to be talking tonight about listening to the science and listening to some other doctors and the growing, growing uh, doctors that are speaking out against the harmful lockdowns and what they are doing to not only our mental health, but uh, a myriad of uh, ripple effects that are taking place because of the lockdowns. Again, our eminent premier, Doug Ford, has uh, extended the lockdowns another 14 days. And uh, we believe it'll now be up to February 14th, right before Family Day. So we might be able to skate for Family Day without getting an $800 ticket. But we're going to talk tonight uh, with a special patriot, uh, a man that I've known for uh, almost 50 years. Man, who 45 years. Jeez, that really dates me. Um, this guy has been a rock in my life and uh, he's a great patriot he's going to join us tonight to talk about uh, what he's seeing and what he's seen in the past couple of years and most recently with regards to free speech censorship and even trying to ply the easiest of posts on facebook what's happened to a few friends of his i won't steal his thunder but uh, jeff barnaby uh, a true patriot will be joining us tonight and uh, i'll be bringing him in in a couple of minutes the first thing that I did want to go over, though, uh, I got to get my eyebrows done, obviously. I'm getting the Justin Trudeau eyebrows here. They're not going to fall off, I promise you. But as you can see, I desperately need a hairstylist. I need a complete makeover. Uh, as I said to some people, my Corn 10 has turned into Corn 20. And, uh, and that's not good. I uh, put my winter jacket on uh, the other day. It wouldn't hardly zip up. So that's my message for uh, what the lockdowns have done to me. I'm getting really, really sick of not being lawfully able to go out of my house in Quebec after 8 p.m. at night. The measures aren't as draconian in Ontario, but we are going to talk to a resident of Ontario who uh, himself has uh, has some views on it. But let's just go over this letter before I bring in Jeff Barnaby, and maybe he can talk to that as well. And uh, we're going to read this letter from top to bottom. It is on my wall. It has gotten a number of shares and I do encourage you to share it out there uh, so we can listen to the science because a lot of doctors are being muzzled. A lot of doctors, my own doctor included, would not prescribe me a therapeutic preemptive uh, medication if I did get uh, COVID-19. That would be the hydrochloricone and the invermycin uh, zinc tri protocol that's being used very successfully in India and other countries around the world. But in Canada, he said he would get glued, screwed and tattooed if he was to prescribe those three medications and he could not. He understands the Zelenko protocol. I will not mention his name because he's been my doctor for many, many years, but he laughed at me and said, oh, another one that wants hydrochloric 
hydroxychloroquine as a possible therapeutic. And I said, yeah, why aren't we talking about it? Why? It's an anti-inflammatory. It's been used for malaria. It's been used for lupus for years and there's no money in it. That's why he said, uh, you know, we just, everything's focused on the vaccine. But now, interestingly enough, even CTV on Saturday night brought out Cortison or Corchison, uh, a, a study from Guy Boivin, the, uh, at the uh, Montreal Hospital, an infectious disease specialist. And we've even got CTV now uh, touting this 4,500 participant trial on an, an, a simple inflammatory, in, anti-inflammatory, which has been used for years to, uh, to uh, help gout. And uh, this anti-inflammatory had some incredible results when given early after COVID was diagnosed and has decreased intubations has decreased hospitalizations so i guess uh the real doctors are finally doing some real studies and we're looking at some other therapeutics that uh, are going to be coming down the line with regards to uh, how to treat covid or nip it in the bud if you do get it right away i'm guy Annable. this is the capital voice for monday september the 25th on blasttheradio.com and uh, we are going to now uh, look at this letter from Dr. Stephen C. Maltos, a, a medical doctor in with a practice in British Columbia. I'll uh, read it very quickly, and uh, then we'll get Jeff in the room here as well. Dear Premier Fort, we are writing to you, it is a group of five Ontario, one New Nova Scotia, and seven BC physicians, in support of an open letter submitted to your office by Roman Babar, MPP. Firing Mr. Babar for pointing out the, the fertility and dangers of COVID lockdowns will not solve your problems or save your province. Unlike politicians, Canadian medical doctors now have a duty to speak up from the perspective of science, not political maneuvering. Good opening. As physicians, we have seen that your government's policies have had a horrific effect on the mental and physical health of all Ontario citizens. In British Columbia, they have not yet implemented a second, let me just bring this up here a bit, second lockdown by means of controlling coronavirus spread because they have identified the terrible consequences of the lockdown on unemployment, suicides, overdoses, spousal and child abuse, poverty, deaths, and, from, and deaths from despair. The BC leaders learned this lesson in the first lockdown, but it seems that your government and public health advisors have not. Research clearly shows that the lockdowns have not reduced the COVID hospitalizations, ICU admissions, or deaths in North America or Europe. In fact, lockdowns have increased life years lost by 1,000% using a conservative calculation. Imprisoning the young to protect the frail elderly was never part of my country's original pandemic plan. Forcing the citizens of Ontario to sacrifice their businesses, their activities of their daily life and their physical and mental well-being in order to protect the healthcare system from being overloaded is misguided. Our own, our own and colleagues' experiences show that Ontario's hospitals are occupied at or below a capacity for this time of year. Many rural emergency rooms are almost empty. People are too frightened by the constant fear-mongering on TV to come in to see a doctor. There are plenty of head-scratching and disbelief among medical peers whom, when your public health experts 
announced that the hospitals are overwhelmed. A review of early December 2020 intensive care unit occupancy showed that there is only 80%, which is less than the previous year's hospital occupancy, which was significantly down at 84%. There is no scientific or medical basis for lockdowns. If your policies are politically motivated to win votes in the next election, we anticipate that you will be disappointed. The public is waking up to the collateral destruction of the lockdowns are causing in the province of Ontario and elsewhere in Canada. It is getting difficult to ignore the devastation as government policymakers reach into people's businesses and homes and punish them for trying to be good Canadians. Sincerely, Dr. Malthouse. I thought that was a letter worth sharing tonight and uh, I think that uh, for everybody, it uh, it is definitely uh, something that we should uh, engage and talk about here as well on the Capital Voice. I'm going to now um, go back to uh, the two shot, bring in Jeff Barnaby and see if we can get an audio check with Jeff first. Hello, Jeff. Good evening. Okay, we can't quite hear you, Jeff. Let's just try and bring you in. But I think the problem's on my side. Let me just change this and um, go to the cam and mic audio and get the speaker from the internal speakers. Jeff, are you there? I am here. Okay, Jeff, we've got you now. I'm still learning the ins and outs of this uh, soundboard. I don't uh, praise to be an audio guy, but welcome, Jeff. Thank you very much for coming on the show tonight. As you can see, I just read Dr. Stephen Malthouse's letter on lockdowns. want to welcome you to the Capital Voice and taking your time on a Monday night to uh, talk about your personal experiences, what you think about the lockdowns, what you think about this whole frickin' show that's been going on the past 10 months, and uh, your views on the plant uh, the pandemic. Excuse me, I just uh, mispronounced the name there. Up to you, Jeff. Welcome. We're, we're used to hearing you do that, Jack. <laughs> First and foremost, thanks for, uh, thanks for Yeah, speak up just a little bit, Jeff. Yeah, good. Just, I can, your volume's a little low there, lad. That, uh, that letter you just uh, read off there, we, we got to have more doctors and more medical professionals uh, stepping up to the plate and doing this new thing. Like, we, we're being uh, squashed by all the social media. Yeah, that's another thing we wanted to talk about with censorship tonight. But, do you you know, they're seeing the distress center lines. They're seeing the suicides, the rates go up. They're seeing all the, I guess, collateral damage that the lockdowns are having, Jeff. And I know, you know, you are living in a very stable environment. You've got a job. Everything's going great. And a lot of Canadians aren't in the same situation you know, I just couldn't imagine being a mother with five kids in the house uh, trying to do learning on one or two computers or, you know, I've got it easy the way I look at it because I'm alone and I can handle it. But there's a lot of Canadians on the edge and from spousal abuse and all this other stuff that's going on and uh, kids not being able to get outside. Christ, you can't even skate on the canal this year. It's crazy. Yeah, speak up just a bit, Jeff. I don't know why the audio is low. Let me try and get you up a bit. 
Okay, go ahead. This uh, this woman uh, Hamilton. Mm-hmm. the actors and whatnot are exempt from the masks and whatnot. So she started a, a studio in her in her place of business. People have to sign a waiver stating that uh, anything filmed can be used uh, in her documentary if and when it's put out. And I thought, you know what, good for her. It's funny how this disease you know, uh, stays away from actors and producers and stuff like that. It's, it's funny how it just picks and chooses who to, who to cling to. Well, we can't shut down everything in Ontario. God help us, Jeff. We've <clears> got to <throat> have movies shot. There was five movies being shot in Toronto just last week. And as you know, that girl in, uh, in California, she had a restaurant. And right beside the restaurant was a movie studio. She was closed down. And the, the movie set that was shooting... Uh, in California, it was wide open. People were having catered lunches and everything, and she's going, WTF? Like, why, as I, as a restaurant, a business owner, have to shut my doors? And a movie set can, you know, I guess if you've got a movie permit, you can do anything, Jeff, because it's Hollywood, right? Well, here's here's another thing. If if they can have catering, you know, the people in Ottawa who are starting up catering businesses are getting shut down. Like, what's going on? It's... Uh, the hypocrisy is <coughs> never ended. So this woman in Hamilton opened, she had a gym, and she's opened it up now as a movie no, no, studio? No, 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 a, hair, a hairdresser. Oh, hairdresser, because I saw a guy who's doing the same it's, thing it's with a, a gym. So the salon is now a film studio, and she's doing the loophole, and she's offering their services to clients as long as they don't mind being filmed because she's doing a documentary. Have they given her a ticket yet? Well, she's not offering... No, apparently. Good. Picking up here. I lost you, guy. Okay, I'm here. There we are. I can hear you now. Yeah, I can hear you, Jeff. You're back. All right, so... People, people sign a waiver that uh, they're there for uh, the documentary. Okay. They're not there to get a haircut, but they're going to get a haircut while they're doing the documentary. Oh, good for her. Another loophole. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly hope that uh, all salons start doing this. And at every place of business, it doesn't matter if it's a salon or a gym, shut down by so the government. So you yeah, throw a camera. I like it. You throw you throw a camera on a tripod. You put somebody behind it. I, geez, I could get into that business because I'm a videographer. Geez, somebody could hire me and I could come in and oh, film a documentary and basically get away from the loophole. That's that's interesting. I saw the same guy do it in a gym in Hamilton, and I, I don't I didn't see any result there, but I'm sure the hammer will be coming down and the sickle will be right behind uh, bylaw with that one because uh, that won't last long. I'm sure they'll come in with something. Where's your movie permit? Or though there's got to be some, where's your movie permit? There's got to be something that the uh, the uh, bylaw will do to shut that down. Now, keep us abreast of that, okay? Did you post that on your wall? 
No, no, I heard that on the news today going into work. You did. Good for you. Good for you. I heard it was a gym, too, in Hamilton. So people are using the loopholes because they're seeing all the movies being shot around Toronto and Hamilton. And they're saying, gee whiz, well, if a movie can be shot uh, in High Park or if a commercial can be shot out by the, the lakefront in uh, Toronto, which is what's happening, there's five or six active shoots being shot in Toronto, why can't I throw a video camera up in my business and call it a documentary? Very, very interesting. Excellent, uh, excellent point, Jeff. So let's move on then. Um, what do you think about uh, your free speech these days, Jeff, being a conservative? About what? What do you think about your free speech these days, being a conservative? And uh, what do you want to talk about? What's, what's important to you in this lockdown? And are you fed up? Are you basically... Just wondering when the whole shit show is going to end. Uh, well, you got it right. That's exactly what it is. It's a shit show. Uh, our governments have been run by these uh, uh, big tech oligarchs. And uh, you, we get a piece of turd like uh, Justin Trudeau running a country. And you get a piece of turd like Biden in there. Uh, We're in one trouble. Thing the state, that's, that's one thing. But in Canada, the liberal government uh, is just... Uh, well, they're, they're sinking. They're, they're sinking us. You know, they're they're going for the reset, and they're 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 killing us. A lot of people, not just the businesses, but people. Yeah. And it's just sad and sickening. The Great Reset. Do you think Justin yeah. blew his load a little bit too early coming out after Klaus Schwab came out about the Great Reset? I think yeah. I think he didn't do himself a very good service there. I think a lot of people were saying, what the hell is going on here? This is supposed to be about a virus that's 99.5% curable. Now you're talking about a yeah. Great Reset? I think he blew his load there a little early, don't you? Well, I... For Canadians, we're so darn passive, and not just yeah. that. There's too many Canadians that are listening to MSM who don't realize there's real news out there, yeah. let alone what the government has bought and paid for. Mm -hmm. And it's been just shoved down people's throats, and they, they don't get it, they don't see it. So it's a... Uh... And another thing, I think one of the big reasons why Trudeau is in there does they have the Dominion voting machines in that last election? And I honestly, honestly believe that's how he got in, by voter fraud. Yeah. Come on, let's, let's call it what it is. And that's, uh, who's going to vote for this? Useless. Again, 3 useless million people, 3.2 million yeah. people only decided Absolute lies. our government. Absolute lies. You just get rid of that. Jeff, the election's coming. Mail-in voting will probably be approved by the government. We're seeing, well, you know it will. we're seeing, you know it will, and we're going to see a replication of what happened in the United States. But unfortunately, Absolutely. we don't even have a media here that's willing to report on it. And I think you know the saddest thing of this whole thing is people are being fed the to really just total garbage. And most people yeah. have turned off the news because of the fear mongering and the military psychological operation that really it is. I've turned the media off because not only is it garbage, but I just can't stand the fear mongering anymore. But I do tend to tune in a little bit just to see the odd, the odd thing because I'm a junkie when it comes to news. 
And, you know, when you look at the fascist playbook of Benito Mussolini and you look at what he did in the 20s before Hitler yeah. did it in the 30s, it was, you know, to find, find an enemy, control the media, indoctrinate the children. This yeah. is totally, again, the fascist playbook. And now that Biden's in, I'm so worried. You know, those 17 executive orders he signed in one day really just destroyed thousands of American jobs. They didn't create one American job, and 17 executive orders did not benefit one American. But it destroyed four years of Trump's work, and joining back into the WHO when they came out with the PCR gold standard is now a, is now a fraud. The whole thing's a scam, Jeff, and everybody's waking up. But is everybody Absolutely. waking up? Will people wake up for the next election? And does it even matter because it's already been stolen and we'll be feeding ballots into a Dominion voting machine anyways? This is yeah. the problem. They've destroyed democracy. The U.S. election has undermined people's confidence in the electoral system. And critical thinking people like ourselves are obviously thinking the same thing, going, well, if Dominion voting machines are going to be used in our election, what the hell is it worth? Yeah. You know? But yeah. strategically, a friend of mine from out west said on the show on Saturday night, Western votes don't even matter. As soon as the, as soon as the election results are announced in Nova Scotia and Quebec, our polls aren't even closed and the election is decided. So... The Western alienation is just rampant right now. Half the new friends on my new Facebook profile are angry Albertans. And I got to tell you, man, five years of Justin Trudeau, I just never thought could go this bad. They have all the reason in the world to be angry. Unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. Wait, he's, he's just killed that province big time yeah. out in Alberta. Just like his father wanted. Oh God, yeah. I uh, we we as Canadians, we've always been very passive and very sheepish. I want. Can I read a, a little thing here put out by uh, Lawrence uh, Ferlinghetti? Go ahead, please. It's called it's called Pity the Nation. Pity the Nation. Okay. okay. Pity the Nation. Pity the Nation whose people are sheep, and whose shepherds mislead them. Pity the nations whose leaders are liars whose sages are silenced, and whose bigots haunt the airwaves. Pity the nation that rises, not its voice, except to praise conquerors, and acclaim the bully as hero, and aims to rule the world by force and by torture. Pity the nation that knows no other language but its own, and no other culture but its own. Pity the nation whose breath is money, and sleeps the sleep of the too well-fed. Pity the nation, oh, pity the people, who allow the rights to erode. That's big. And their freedoms to be washed away. My country, tears of the sweet land of liberty. Wow. And who wrote that again, Jeff? That's by Lawrence Ferlinghetti. Ferlinghetti, Lawrence Ferlinghetti. You know... I'm crying for Canada right now too, Jeff. Oh. And um, you know what? I'm crying for the whole free world, guy. Yeah. Not just Canada. You know, we we've had our bozo for the past five and a half years. The United States—they just got their new bozo, and you know, they're being run by well, the top bozos like Soros and 
Rothschilds, you know, these idiots. All, all they're concerned about is control, control, control. They've got more money than than any family could spend in literally centuries. Literally. Yet it's not enough for them. It's and all about power and it's control. An, it's an absolute wicked sickness. I wonder why Soros hasn't been held to account, you know? When you really look at it, is he that powerful? Is he the Blofeld of the modern age? The Ian Fleming's Blofeld that is really trying the, the dark forces? Everybody says the same thing. They Soros this, Soros that. Why hasn't anybody taken him down? Or at least hold him to task for all the... I guess he does it all legally. You know, from Democratic that's, judges that's to golden, buying elections. That's the golden question guy. I, I have no idea why. No idea why he's still uh, walking, why he's still breathing. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. Where is our knight in shining armor? We lost him, Jeff. What? The only knight in shining armor we're going to get is we all pull together as a team. But we're sheep, every Jeff. Canadian every restaurant you said it. We're open passive. I know, but we're all passive sheep, Jeff. We don't yeah, want the tickets. Yeah. We don't. You know, when you look at the liberty and the freedom and the rights that the Americans have, Canadians are passive sheep. This is one thing that I've I've talked with many people, and you've even mentioned it yourself. You know, I I wear my Make Canada Great Again hat to the to Costco, and I just get snake eyes everywhere. It's like the Karens are everywhere. The progressives are everywhere. We're just, as Jürgen said on Saturday night, we're old stock colonial Canadians that are not required anymore. We are the past. We are not the future. Our, our kids are being... I, I, I love it when I walk into a store and I'm not wearing a mask, and then I get the eyeballs. And I just hold my head high and say, you know what? It, it's it's what I know, you know? And that, that's why I hold, hold my head high. The people ask me, why aren't you wearing a mask? And I look at them, it's none of your damn business. And I tell them, so, uh, if, if you say it bold, they don't say anything. They usually back off. Yeah. Yeah. So you've had no uh, staff come up and say, you've got to wear a mask, you've got to leave the store. You've had no issues with that? There's been a couple of uh, instances where I've had to use my words, and okay. I don't uh, I don't get aggressive with people, but oh. I do use a stern voice, and that usually gets me by without a problem. Yeah, see, I've been wearing the mask because I don't really like confrontation, Jeff, and in a in a public place, I've been wearing the mask just from a standpoint of I can't afford a ticket. And I don't want to confront a 16-year-old kid at the store or have any interaction with anybody else. So I don't agree with it. I, I sometimes wear it half ha haphazardly on my face or below my nose because after 15 or 20 minutes in Costco, I start to get dizzy, breathing my own common, uh, carbon dioxide. I don't Let's think it's it healthy, off. but uh, I'll tell you, I couldn't work for eight hours with a mask on. Are you oh, kidding? God, no. And so many people can't. It's unbelievable. So many people have lost jobs because of it. Yeah, so we got a lockdown until February the 14th. We got doctors now coming out writing letters to Ford. We've got people with known mental health issues with their kids. 
We've got people even on the mental health side of it saying enough is enough. Uh, 98% of people survive. And this doctor from Bakersfield, California said it the best early in the pandemic. You remember those two doctors from Bakersfield? He said, when I was training as a doctor, you quarantined the sick. You don't quarantine the healthy. Well, and you quarantine the health we're of killing tyranny. our economy. I'm driving to Toronto. I'm seeing empty roads. I'm seeing warehouses full of stock. I asked a guy at a furniture warehouse last week. I said, man, you guys are busy here. Look at all the stock. He goes, we're not busy. He goes, nobody will come pick up their furniture. The furniture stores can't pick up their furniture because they've got no money, no cash flow. So they're all worried. The manufacturers are all worried because of the lockdown, because all the furniture stores are are not selling or they're not picking up their furniture because they don't have the cash flow because they don't have customers in their store. It's certainly working for the government, isn't it? But what a disappointment Ford's been. You know, I had so yeah. much oh, yeah. I, I had so much faith in him. And yeah. he's just been knuckled yeah. under by these public health officials. I figured after that Barbara Yaffe came out and she was on the hot mic you remember that day oh i just i just put, yeah. i just say what they put in front of me i don't even know yeah. why i do this anymore yeah my god you see stuff like that doesn't piss people off or get the news cycle well, you, see, we, you, you know you get that on on online and you start passing it around and facebook starts pulling it off absolutely youtube starts pulling it off it goes it against the, the narrative it's uh we're we're against a big big evil empire we really are what are we going to do jeff oh i hate to say it but it's it's going to come to uh boots on the ground yeah absolutely people are going to get their yeah. torches and pitchforks and that's what's going to take you think that's what'll happen when he comes after our bank accounts and the pensions because again oh nobody in God. the nobody in the government nobody in the public service has lost a paycheck it's the business owners and right the now, service I'm people. I'm 59. I'll be 60 in a few months. You know, Me too. I've lived a pretty good life. If he tries to take my pension away, not going to happen. I'll fight back. Yeah. You know, if I'm out on a, on, a, on a skating rink and enjoying myself and some bylaw comes around, tries to get me off or give me a ticket, no. No way. I'm, I'm going to Gordy Howe that guy. You know? <laughs> elbows up. Elbows yeah. up in the corner. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, no, it, it's people got to start fighting back. Yeah, because until we, until they do, until they do, they'll just keep locking us down. You know the PCR. And I can't believe the PCR. It takes some people to do that. Once others see what's going on, and say, you know, you know, maybe I could do that. Hey, that's pretty. Uh, yeah, ballsy. Let's 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 step up to the plate here. Well, the yeah. Italy they did it. They opened up what thirty thousand restaurants, and the government finally backed down on some of the restrictions. Yes, yes. we got to do the same here. Didn't make the Absolutely. MSN. That didn't make the MSN. You know, again, and as you oh. say, Facebook is constantly, constantly oh. now. Even that letter that I said I read tonight, Jeff, I had yeah. to agree to Facebook that it was out of context before I could continue to post it. So they kind of gave me a little bump warning saying. Uh, you know, we haven't fact-checked this letter. 
Well, it's just an le open letter. It's not even stating anything other than lockdowns don't work. Now, it, it did post, and we'll see if it gets scrubbed, Jeff, but it's it's going it's all along the Internet. And I, I know the people behind the screen with the dials, they see the amount of shares. Oh, my God, this is getting traction. Oh, my God, the sheep are, the sheep are sharing this everywhere. We've got to scrub it. And then you see the classic content not available, you know, and boom, it's yeah. gone, you know. I'm just worried, Jeff. I'm just worried that I feel like I'm in an Orwellian dystopian movie per directed by Frank Capra, and I'm on the bridge, and Clarence isn't coming. Do you know what I mean? I just, <laughs> if you get that visual, Clarence, where are you? Save me. I need a guardian angel to guide me through this. But uh, Well, all funding aside, it's, we got to start fighting back, right? We have to. I always ask this to my guests, Jeff. Pull out your crystal ball. Now that mm -hmm. Biden's in, and I think he's um, I don't think I think he's gonna be in there. I'm not sure why they're not pulling the military out, but we won't go there right now. Pull out your crystal ball, tell me where we're gonna be in two, three, four years. Where do you think this is going? Do you think we're gonna get back to some normalcy? Or do you think the hammer's coming down, the sickle's right behind it, and this is just going to continue and uh, we're not gonna have the ability to even have two shots and discuss openly like we're doing tonight? Will it get worse? Will it get better? Well, there, there, there's, it's either people are gonna fight back. Military's gonna take over. Uh, they're going to say enough's enough. Let's let's get. Uh, I honestly believe that all these WikiLeaks uh, is that better though, Jeff? Uh, hey, martial well, law well, does that not scare you more? Go ahead. You, 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 you got to fight the evil with with, uh, with facts, and you got to go out with, with a hammer. Okay, it's either that or it's going to turn into a real shit show, and it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> What is that movie called? Uh, Escape from New York with Snake Plitzkin. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I actually like that movie, Snake Plitzkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Kurt Russell movie. That's yeah, it. and it's yeah, that's uh, one of the one of the other. It's gonna it's gonna turn into a battle, and we're gonna clean house big time. When when Trump got in there, he said he's gonna drain the swamp. There were so many people shaking in their boots yeah. because that swamp's been around for years. It is. It's, it's actually back. decades. Yeah. Decades that yeah. swamp. It is deep, well connected, well, yeah. and and one man one wants to go in there and clean it up. You know what? No wonder there's so much, uh, let's say, control by the big oligarchs now coming down. And and, and Biden, Biden's an idiot. He's like Trudeau. Do you think the like U.S. Trudeau. military? He's like, he's like the turtle on the post. Do you think the no U.S. How they got yeah? Do you think the U.S. military has put Biden on the record, off the record that we're not happy with the, you stealing the election? And do you think we're going to see any repercussions? Like a lot of people are saying that the military behind the scenes has not stood down; that they are not happy with what Biden did to democracy and. Uh, you know, like the the FBI, we all know is part of the deep state. You know, the fact that yeah, they're now, now they're now they're picking up the Bobolewski Hunter Biden file after the election, after the inauguration, is just a total well, joke. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it Bob. Biden is just a, he's a puppet. He's a marionette, just like just like Trudeau is for for the liberals yeah. here in Canada. Uh, you got to look at the people like Obama, uh, the Clintons, uh, and definitely the Bush family. Yeah, like, it goes back. 
Like, that's so dirty, filthy. Why doesn't anybody in the States ask where the... Uh, I guess that's why they call it the political where establishment. The United States gold reserves are. Yeah. Where are the United States gold reserves are? They're not around. No. The printing presses have taken over. There is no gold standard. Fiat currencies are going to be a thing of the past. I'll, I'll, I, I would bet a dollar to a donut to the bushes know where it is. The swamp is so deep, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. And we are just two men with our brains spinning, trying to have a good last few years before we retire. And, the, and we did everything they wanted to, Jeff. We worked hard. We tried to follow by the rules. We paid our taxes. And we watch our money being spent and given away to just the most asinine causes. Yeah. Just, it's not not very heartening, Jeff. Not very heartening. No. I'll tell you, if they go after my pension, they take my pension, I'll say this, I will not miss. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, uh, in in closing, Jeff, anything you want to say to the all five of our listeners tonight? We do get a good bounce back at the Capital Voice. We do bring it up to uh, a few hundred views after I distribute it to a few Patriot groups, and do want to thank the people from the it Capital Voice and the Patriot Broadcasting Network for sharing this out as well. Some of the Alberta groups are sharing very, very well. Jeff, um, in closing. What do you have to say to people, and what do you think they should be doing, especially here in Canada, to uh... turn off your mainstream media okay. and find out what the real news is? L listen to uh, Capital Voices One. There, there's lots of people that you know of, uh, Jamie Nix. There's lots of good people out there. Uh, Rebel Radio. Yeah. He's been Rebel thrown Radio. off. Jamie Nix has been thrown off Facebook, so you have to go to jamienix.com now. He's gone. A friend of right. yours has gone off Facebook. I remember Dan, uh, he's gone now. I was thrown off Facebook. So they're coming for us, Jeff. You know, they're coming yeah. for us. And that's what worries me is the fact that, uh, you know, I was had 5,000 listeners. Now, again, the algorithms closed that down to 25 or 50 of the most common people you deal with. So the noose right. has been tightening for a number of years on Facebook's algorithms. But other than turning off the MSN, uh, do you think people should be boots on the ground on these protests on Saturday? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You're Are, not only the protest guy, boots on the ground in your own hometown. Well, February 14th, that's a good segue, Jeff, because we got the Quebec folks coming in from Montreal on February the 14th, uh, Unity for Canada and the Quebec Coalition for uh, Unity is going to be on Parliament Hill, 3 o'clock, February the 14th, folks. On Parliament Hill so if you want to come out the day before Family Day the day that the official lockdowns end in Ontario there's busloads of people coming from Quebec I got I gotta throw it out for those Quebec Patriots man they know how to march they know how to basically thumb their noses at uh, at the folks uh, in the uh, in the stormtroopers in those jackboots and they are coming to Ottawa on February the 14th. Carl Edward Fleury's been a huge proponent of that. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll have you out too, Jeff, on the 14th. If you can make it, great. If you can't, well, we know you're there in spirit as well. And uh, I think that's about it. Anything else you want to say in closing, Jeff, at uh, 38 minutes after the hour on Monday, September, uh, January the 25th? Uh, no. Uh, 
Let's wrap it up. I really got to pee. <laughs> All right. Jeff Barnaby, a true patriot and a guy who's got to pee here on Capital Voice. Thanks for sharing that with us, Jeff. We really appreciate it. And uh, we appreciate your views as well. They're, they're very well founded. And, and I want to thank you for taking your time to come on tonight. Again, we must be the media. The Capital Voice is here to give your chance to engage in the conversation and sharing your views about this crazy world we live in. We'll be back after this message from our sponsor and have your calls. Call in now at 613-791-3989. Again, Jeff, thanks very, very much for your time. And uh, we will see you soon, Patriot. Okay, there's a great store out in Canada. It's in the Signature Plaza. If uh, you want some good quality furniture, I highly suggest My Home Furniture. They uh, are in uh, the Signature Center Plaza. Uh, Tamara O'Leary runs the place, and uh, they've been in business for 20-some years. They are experiencing, like any other small business, uh, the trials and tribulations of a lockdown. And I'd like to throw it out to uh, both Sean and Tamara. Hold the line. Hold the fort, folks. It's going to be over, and everything's going to be okay. I'll be back. Capital Voice. Home furnishings are everyone's favorite way to spice up their interior space. Making it even more so is furniture shopping and supporting a local business in Ottawa. My Home Furniture offers great prices and service with the latest in all aspects of furniture and interior design ideas. Tamara O'Leary and her staff in the Signature Center Canada are ready to make your shopping experience one like no other. Call 271-9001 or see myhome.ca. Oh, professional voiceover, professional commercial. You'd think this was an actual radio show. John Milky, the milkman from BlastTheRadio.com. I want to throw it out to him for uh, calming me down today. We had a good chat. And uh, brother, I appreciate it. Your, your words of wisdom uh, served me well. And if anybody wants to uh, use this lockdown period to start their own radio channel, to start their own podcast, and then have it distributed. John is the man. All you need is a soundboard, a microphone, and John Milky, the milkman. Okay, this is where we turn it over to you folks. We're going to ask for callers. We're going to ask for any of the four viewers that are watching right now. Every viewer is a gift, they say. Uh, call in now, live, 613-791-3989 if you want to talk to the big guy. Discuss any feelings you have about this crazy world we live in. News of the day. What do you like? What don't you like? Do you want to vent? Do you want to rant? You keep it reasonable. You're welcome on my show. 613-791-3989. I throw it out there now at uh, 41 minutes after the hour. We've got a few more minutes and would love to take some calls. A uh, little side story while we're waiting, hopefully, uh, for, for, for some calls. 98% of people that have died of COVID have been in long-term care homes. 98% of those who have died have been in long-term care homes. Let that sink in. My mom's in a long-term care home. It's only had one outbreak in 10 months. They've done an incredible job. To the people at Granite Ridge uh, Healthcare, I want to thank them very much. They've kept us up to date. They've kept us with town halls, with Zoom calls. And um, I know that when COVID gets into a long-term care facility, it ravages it. Valley Stream is a very high-end 
long-term care home here in Ottawa. Now with over 10 deaths and it only had, took about a week, a week and a half. So one worker gets in there, unfortunately undiagnosed with COVID. It hits and spreads around and you've got 10, 20, 30 deaths in, in no time at all. Again, Doug Ford said it. We've got to put an iron ring around long-term health care. We need more rapid testing at long-term health care because of the asymptomatic nature of this deadly virus. But is it a reason to lock down our economies? Is it a reason to strip us of all these liberties? Is it a reason to make it unlawful to leave your house after 8 o'clock at night unless you have a work note from your employer that you have to do so? I don't think so. And we're complying. We're, we're basically complying, folks. And uh, that's sad because uh, these, uh, as the doctors have said in the letter that I read at the top of the show, we are... Uh, experiencing ripple effects from this lockdown and uh, thousands of health cost years are going to be the ripple effects of this pandemic by locking people down. I'm Guy Annabelle. This is the Capital Voice on Monday, September the 25th. We are live and would love to take your call at 613-791-3989. Anybody who'd like to call in right now, we've got the phones live and we can bring you on. You don't have to show your lovely face. You can just call in and uh, join the conversation. Tell us what's on your mind. Tell us not what's on your mind. Um, we're trying to get uh, some engagement with uh, the people out there. Uh, this is not just a talk radio show where I do all the talking. We try and have some interesting guests on. We try and give some alternate perspectives. Tonight we talked about Dr. Malthouse's letter, which was co-scribed by uh, eight or nine other politicians. My doctor is also in that same camp, although he won't publicly say it. He does not agree with the lockdowns. He does not think the lockdowns are useful. He does not think the lockdowns bring any useful case count reductions. And this is what we're hearing from more and more people as the lockdown continues. So how do you Pfizer lab rats feel about being locked down until you get the vaccine? Will you put up with this till April? Will you put up with it till May? When the sun comes out and the birds start chirping again, will you continue with the lockdowns? Will we have enough vaccines? All these are questions that we don't have answers for in the crystal ball. And I'm taking your calls right now on the Capital Voice, 613-791-3989. I'm Guy Annabelle, live on BlastTheRadio.com. You can also catch our podcasts on Spotify, Google Play and Apple iTunes. I can never get those three straight in the same phrase for some reason. Anyways, folks, it's been a good slice tonight. I enjoy I enjoy doing this show because it gives me purpose while being locked out. Again, uh, unfortunately, in 15 minutes, I will unlawfully not be able to leave my house without a travel permit from my employer. I am a truck driver, so I do have the opportunity to uh, to work uh, off hours, but um, again, being pulled over all the time is just no fun. And the interactions with police and having them to show a letter to the effect that the only thing that I can do is work reminds me of a movie called Das Boot and a few other movies that I will not mention because I will be called very bad names which is another thing of the cancel culture. You've got to be very careful what you say because even if you refer to uh, certain historical perspectives and how this 
concurrent uh, pandemic is replicating a lot of those limitations of liberties, freedom and rights, you are then labeled exactly the uh, historical perspective that you have quoted. And that's just a terrible thing. Again, we're going to wrap it up if we're not no calls. Anybody want to call in? Anybody watching that wants to spout out how they feel about this uh, pandemic, clandemic, spandemics, whatever you want to call it, folks. I'm Guy Annable, 613-791-3989. Last call for callers. Please give us a call now. And uh, if not, we'll wrap it up at 50 minutes after the hour. And I uh, do invite all of you to chime in afterwards and or send me a message. If you do want to be a guest on the show, if you do want to have a structured conversation and debate on the news of the day or the news of tomorrow or the 24-hour spin cycle that we're seeing constantly. We're going to be talking later this week about uh, Stefan uh, Stéphane Gibault and uh, the new Minister of uh, Freedom of Speech, Minister of Information, Minister of Groupthink, who is going to be uh, tabling new legislation on how your free speech will be limited on social media platforms. And I guess Stefan's also going to define what is hate speech and what is racially motivated speech, and uh, the liberals get to divine it. Don't forget Kevin Chan, the head of Facebook Canada, is the former digital leader and we've got a call coming in let's see who we've got hi good evening you're live on facebook live with the capital voice who am i speaking to good who is this oh hi jay how are you doing okay let me just turn that up let me get some volume here because jay i've lost the plug second this is live radio at its worst one second jay okay jay you're live we've got jay riedel from uh jay tell us where you're from tell us what you're the mayor of and welcome to the capital voice it's all over to you on blasttheradio.com with the capital voice jay it's up to you thanks for having me well i'm uh in southeastern Saskatchewan in the Estevan area here, I actually uh, grew up in Estevan and I moved about 10-15 minutes out of town to a small village in Raj Percy. I'd pretty much been down here for 20-some years now. And Yes, one of, one of the leaders of the United We Roll convoy that showed up in Ottawa on February the 18th, 2018. One of you the bet. leaders, I'll tell you, that's how we met and uh, yeah, keep going, uh, I'll shut up. Yeah. That's pretty much how we met is right there. It's, you know, you want to go back that far. We started getting in on some of the protests back in the beginning, you know, when you used to see all the truck, the truck convoys and stuff in, in Alberta was going on back in the, in them days. And, uh, we basically in Estevan here, we're a small oil field community here. Uh, not so much anymore. We do have coal, <sighs> two coal fired power plants and a coal mine that we pretty much provide a lot of the, power for southern saskatchewan and other areas i believe we used to even put some into north dakota and the states and stuff i'm not sure recently if we still do but uh yeah basically i've been trying to fight for my area for a long time because you know this has been the livelihoods of everybody in this area the coal mines the power and the oil and after our beautiful liberal government got in charge i know it was kind of on the way out before that, even with the Harper era, they were 
trying to push for some of the restrictions on all of our fossil fuels and stuff and once the liberals got in it pretty much we know how that goes the west has definitely been you know we've been fighting for years over trying to just get our resources to market so basically i've just had enough at that time and i got into the watching all these convoys in alberta so i decided to have one in estevan so i called a couple trucking companies that are synonymous with the oil field industry and they thought it was a great idea so we went i went on the radio did a little bit of a skit and within 48 hours we had 427 trucks roll through town and it's a small city only 10,000 people so that's pretty significant being you know that's the kind of uh industry we have so it turned into a pretty good show and then of course being on Gormley Radio, giving updates and whatnot there. He was uh, talking to Glenn Carrot back at that time. Yes, and I remember course, Glenn. He was a good leader of that uh, good leader of that crew. He definitely was. And then, of course, everybody probably knows Mark Friesen as well. He was oh, in on that. Personal so hero he, of mine. Yeah. He was uh, a lot of, he was on Gormley quite often too, Jason Corbeil. Most of us were going on there giving updates and whatnot of of what was going on with the United We Roll Convoy. And uh, just from all of us talking at different times, connected us all through Gormley. And I still say, you know, Gormley was all on our side when we did that convoy to Ottawa. And Whatever happened to him? Is he still around? He's still on, but I'll tell you one thing, Guy, is uh, after the convoy, he walked out of his office and he turned left down the hallway. Is that right, eh? Yeah, so he's uh, he's definitely, he's shuffled over to the other side now, and I'm starting to see that seems to be a common thing, even with, uh, you know, what you were talking about, Rob Ford, earlier. You know, um, the the thing is, is how these guys all come out with good intentions at the beginning, you know, no different than Jason Kenny, Scott Moe. You know, they all say they're going to buck the system and fight for whatever they can, and it seems like somewhere along the line somebody slips them an envelope under the table or something happens or, uh, I don't know, it, it doesn't make sense to me because it's like all of them have just changed in a heartbeat. Well, and I just I flashed if- your picture up on the screen, Jay. That was a great day when you were down in the summertime. That wasn't February the 18th in Ottawa. That's for sure. There's a little guy standing in the corner there, sitting in the corner with some mittens on. I see you've been. <laughs> I see you've been uh, taking very good liberties of Bernie Sanders in the past few days, and, f- yeah, and photoshopped you know, that in. But uh, more seriously, let's talk about the gut punch that you guys took last week with the Keystone XL. And uh, I got to tell you, I don't see anything good in our future right now, Jay. And I've said this for about a year or two. Uh, but it's it's just getting worse, faster, and faster. I've, I've been saying it for quite some time now. It's almost like the writing was on the wall because, uh, you Is know, we Is he intentionally were, trying to destroy this country? Is he? I, I, I can't say it any other better way than he is. I, I'm sure he is, or he's trying to sell us out. Like, it's, you see a lot of the is. stuff in the West is being sold to 
most of the West is stuff's being sold to China all over, even yeah. Saskatchewan, you know, our we're, mine. Like we're, we're a resource-based country, and they're taking all our resources. Now, the gold mine that was canceled up north, that, I, that was kind of a glimmer of hope. Was it just window dressing? But you're right. These guys come in, they say they're going to do one thing when they get elected, and then as soon as they get elected, they drink the Kool-Aid and, and, and plunder us for, uh, for it's, anyways... You know, we knew what we were getting with sunny ways, but I never thought it would be this bad. The dis velocity and descent that this country has experienced in five short years. Like, we're fucked. Yeah, to put it plainly, you betcha. And and if you, if you think about what the reasoning is, like, everybody's trying to figure out what's going on. And I've been saying it for some time. This is my analogy of it, is if you imagine we're all in elementary school playground, recess, and Canada is a big frickin' sandbox. And it's a sandbox that's barely been touched because our population is so low. So there's only a couple little kids in this corner and a couple little kids in that yeah. corner. But basically this whole sandbox is untouched. And the rest of the world is looking at this like with their populations everywhere. Like you got to, people don't understand sometimes that uh, Canada's population is pretty much smaller than the state of California, you know, and you, you put that into context, go look at the land size, look at the land mass between the two. So uh, we're sitting in a point. sandbox, a sandbox that's basically untouched and everybody wants it. Well, you and, know, when you, to that point, when you look at the influx of foreign money in our housing market, when you look at housing prices, how they've skyrocketed and the average Canadian family can't even afford a house, and you look at where all the money's coming in from both uh, the Middle Eastern countries and the Asian countries, and now we've got this, the biggest drug dealer in, the, one of the, in China who's a Canadian citizen who the Australians are after, what's he yeah. invested? What did he invest in? Canadian real estate. He's got billions yep. of dollars in Canadian real estate. So we're a laundering machine. We're a spin cycle. We are the world's homing ground for illicit money. And Jamie Nix has said a lot about this a lot, a lot of the times. And unfortunately, he's gotten thrown in Facebook jail for it many times. But it's it's one big laundry machine in Canada. Is, is is so corrupt when you look at the RCMP, when you look at Fen Chen, when you look at all the uh, when you look at all the uh, people that are throwing money into Canada, it's crazy. Well, it's it's getting back to that sandbox again. Yeah. Somebody's actually went out and ran the frickin' lines and made it turn it into graph paper, and somebody's buying squares. Yeah, is what it is. And the whole thing about the resource base now, and I've been saying this, call me crazy or not, I've said this to a lot of people in the last couple of years, is I believe that they're depleting our resources right now because basically somebody's going to come in and buy everything up for five cents on a dollar, and once they own everything, the prices are going to go back up through the roof, and we're going to be the people working now, not the people owning. Absolutely. Jay, I uh, thank you so much. Anything in closing you want to talk about? I've got my mom's, uh, I've got my mom's retirement home trying to call me on the other line so i'm gonna have to oh yeah it short. that's it that yeah that's gotta, important but yeah it, i'll call them right back i know the number uh we're just coming up on uh, two minutes jay anything you want to say to the patriots out there from the united we roll campaign or any of the patriots uh, that uh, would still like to hear your voice i'd like i'd love you to come on more as a guest 
and yeah, the I news can of the day. I, I appreciate you calling in, but I'd love to have you on as a guest some night on the Capital sure. Voice. And uh, sure, sure. last Definitely last will. minute to you in closing, what do Canadians need to do? Canadians need to definitely get the rest of the silent majority to come out because without them, we're just a few patriots. We need millions in the street because that's the only way we're going to beat this is we need to be like overseas where France and everywhere else where there's millions and then they can't just sweep us under the rug. That's a great message to close tonight's thing. Jay, thank you very much again and congratulations on putting your name forward and becoming the mayor of your small community out there as well. I really put it out there for you. Uh, again, Jay Riedel uh, from uh, Saskatchewan. We're going to have him on another night talking on uh, Patriot Pages, maybe on Wednesday or Thursday night. This is Guy Annable. This has been the Capital Voice for Monday, September the 25th, live on BlastTheRadio.com and on Facebook Live, Twitch, and YouTube. Signing off for another night. And uh, do join us tomorrow night for uh, what another person's experience has been in this pandemic and how it's affected their job. Again, thanks for listening and have a great night. You've been listening to The Capital Voice. Heard live on BlastTheRadio.com and the Blast The Radio app and also on demand wherever you download podcasts. Find us online, thecapitalvoice.ca and on Facebook and Twitter. Good night, Patriots. Have a good night. Ashley, it's Guy. How are you? Good. Is everything okay? No, I didn't. I was working that night. I was on the road. Excellent. She she loves to get out of that room because it's like a prison cell for her. Oh, I'm so glad. She did not take the news very well. 
No, no, she didn't. She didn't. She doesn't like that. It's the last bastion she's got to at least get that wheelchair out and at least socialize. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I, when you called twice, I thought there was something wrong. I was on the other line. I was like, huh. Right, okay. Yeah, okay, because I figured there was something serious because there was two calls. No, no, that's fine. I was just on a conference call with somebody else, so that's why I wanted to call back as soon as I was finished. Uh, Monday night conference calls, as you know, it's uh, just not the way you want to go, but hey, we're working at home. Hey, yeah, I can't leave my house, but we can still work. Yeah, oh, great. Ashley, thank you so much for all you do. You're my one guiding light over there, and just to keep in touch and let her know that she's okay and everything else is fine. Was she okay today? She seemed like alert. Yeah, now when, when you say then she was, what do you mean, a, a week or so ago? Or? These lockdowns are killing people. They've got to stop them. But we've got to get there. Slowly but surely. Yeah. Okay, Ashley, thanks very much. I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I appreciate so much for the call. One day you and I will have April's together. Okay? Yeah, thanks a lot, Ashley. Bye-bye. Is suicidal for a democracy. No other free country would tolerate it. France and Canada don't tolerate it. They have banned mail-in ballots. They don't want fraud. By the way, neither does Amazon.com. It's a real company. Jeff Bezos, who owns it, is strongly for mail-in voting when mail-in voting allows his parties to take control of everything. You're a bigot if you oppose that.
But when it comes to union elections in his own company, elections that might require Jeff Bezos to pay his long-suffering workers decent wages and benefits, Jeff Bezos is totally opposed to it. Amazon is fighting mail-in balloting in its union election in Alabama right now. Amazon.com's position is that an election decided by mail-in ballots wouldn't be, and we're quoting, valid or fair. When it's their power at stake, Democrats have a totally different position. And that's true in California right now. You may have heard there is a recall effort underway in that state. Voters are trying to boot their comically incompetent governor, Gavin Newsom. More than a million people have signed on so far to that effort. But it's not so easy to get it done because Democrats are requiring in-person signatures for those petitions. Suddenly they're very worried about voter fraud. You should know this is not hypocrisy. Republicans often call it hypocrisy, but it's not. It's far more profound than that. Democrats don't care about hypocrisy. They don't mind if they're caught breaking their own rules. They're not offended by double standards. They want power. This is a power grab. That's all it is. And you're complaining about it means nothing to them. If you needed more evidence of that, as if you needed more evidence, consider new legislation from Congresswoman Stephanie Murphy. She's a Democrat from Orlando. Murphy has proposed a bill that would ban anyone with the wrong opinions from having a significant job in the federal government. Believe forbidden things and you don't get a security clearance. You can't work here. Murphy's bill would require federal investigators to ask all applicants whether they had, quote, associated with or knowingly engaged in activities conducted by an organization or movement that spreads conspiracy theories and false information about the United States government, end quote. Wait a second. Conspiracy theories and false information about the United States government? Whoa. Sounds like these people could be in trouble. You can see evidence in plain sight uh, on the issue of collusion. So there's clear evidence uh, on the issue of collusion, and this adds to that body of evidence. And there is significant evidence of collusion. There is ample evidence, and indeed there is, uh, of collusion of people in the Trump campaign with the Russians. I think there's plenty of evidence of collusion or conspiracy. All of this is evidence of collusion. There is significant evidence, much of it in the public domain, on the issue of collusion. Just kidding. The people who spent years peddling ludicrous conspiracy theories, disproven factually, theories that Vladimir Putin secretly controlled the federal government, those people will be fine. Because at this point, that would include pretty much everyone currently in power. Yes, they were knee-deep in conspiracy theories that actually hurt our country in measurable ways. But this legislation isn't designed to punish them. Just the opposite. This legislation is designed to protect them from your criticism. Under Stephanie Murphy's bill, anyone who criticizes Stephanie Murphy could be punished. Oh, makes sense now? Now, you'd think all this might raise some eyebrows among traditional civil liberties people. Civil liberties folks, as they call themselves. But come on now. It's 2021. The media love laws like this. Laws like this are aimed directly at the media's sworn archenemies, people who went to state schools and other undesirables. 